Let's go. Woo. Happy Sunday, y'all. Episode 35. Chop Vision with your boy Joey Chops. The man skinny is off in podcast land. He's back there doing the, the puppet show thing. So y'all shout him out in the comments. We got the homie, the homie H the man's in the house tonight. Big yes, shout sir, out to yes, him. Sir, Thanks yes, for coming yes, through, sir. man. Yes, Yo, sir. Yo, so good luck, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming. Always, man. Glad for having me. Thank you. Yo, I was just on your podcast a couple days ago. That's it. Like, That's it. Episode we straight one. Up, right? Like, yeah. Episode one. What up, DJ? What up, Alex? Jamie? Shout out to all y'all. What's good? What up? What up? What up? What up? Yo, man. Bro, we just spoke about this. I'm going to get right into football. It's Sunday. I'm going to get right into football. We spoke on your podcast the other day. Yes, sir. That you thought the 49ers and the Raiders were gonna win, gonna go to the Super Bowl. Oh man. Um, and then the Raiders got Harvey Weinstein and <laughs> with a touchdown, bro. Like <laughs> you got seriously touched in a bad way. And that end, ended our chances. So yeah, football this week was bugging, baby. Bugging. Yeah, man. That's that shit, though. You know, you can't account for the referees, man. You can, you can, you can't account for them. When they fuck up, they fuck up on the on the national platform. Everybody gets to see that shit. But yo, right. shout out to the Raiders, though. Regardless of the regardless of the loss, they fought to the very yeah. end. You gotta Definitely give it grinding. to them, man. They they had their backs against the wall pretty much the whole year. You know, Martin and controversy and tragedy and. Just all types of fucked up shit. Just Raider and hood shit, bro. Like that, they, literally go. hood shit. And it's like, yo, they were able to power through. All the naysayers said they were done, but they were able to power through and get there, man. And you know, despite the L, like I said, we took a we took a fucking a bad L. Like we got you got scrapped yeah. today. The Eagles? Eagles. I, I was gonna talk about that right after we that spoke shit. about the Raiders. Yeah, but that's that's yo, shit, that shit was ugly. That shit was ugly. You know, and uh, <laughs> I hey, mean, I, what I, can I, say? I, <laughs> I don't even have words door, for that. Like, I mean, the door the door is reopened again now, man. You know, Jalen Hurts, he's gonna have to battle for that uh, that number one spot next year. That's that shit is obvious. We don't know what's gonna happen going forward, but like, like I said, man, you know, uh, shout out to the Raiders. Throwing, yeah, Jalen started throwing to I forget the guy's name. I just had this conversation with my dude. Like when she started, when he started throwing to not Devontae, what's it? Devontae? No, what is Dallas Goddard? Yeah, like once you started throwing to the homie, like everything started working for them, but it was too little, too late, so to speak. Like I don't, yeah, you know, you got a lot of garbage, garbage points, um, put up towards the end, a lot of garbage point stats, but that shit never really ends the conversation. If you're already, you know, um, people are already doubting you, doubting your skill and stuff like that, it's easy to open back the door, especially when you don't perform well. But it's like. Who really thought that the Eagles were gonna beat the Bucks? Let's just be real. You know what I'm saying? Um, they just—they're not on that level. They—they—they were able to, to to chop up some Ws and make a late season push, but who really thought they were gonna win that game? 
let's just be honest. You know, what we could have anticipated was a very good performance. You know, that's what Jalen Hurts had to play for, just play yep. a good game and then go into the offseason with less speculation on whether or not he was going to be the guy going forward. But when you play like that, and it's like everybody's blaming him, but it's not just him. You know what I'm saying? It's it's It starts with the quarterback because he's the central figure of the organization of the franchise. But it's not just him. The team played poorly, you know, as a whole. The coaches exactly. were out coached at every level of the game. And that's just really what it came down to. You know, like they didn't help him. He didn't help himself, obviously, but they didn't help him. You know, there's a lot of just a lot of terrible play throughout. The defense was really, really bad. I expected I expected the, the defense to make a lot of mistakes because in the first game, Tom Brady was basically slicing and dicing them. You know, the, court, the defensive coordinator came out earlier in the week and talked about, you know, giving him a hard time because the first game they played, he was basically on cruise control. He was on cruise control in this game too. So what changed? Right. And to make matters mm -hmm. worse, what right. I spoke about on, on the past. Fuck you, Brady. <laughs> fuck you, Brady. You can set that right. shit on autopilot and just coast right through a goddamn, like, fuck you for that, dude. <laughs> like, for you see real, you, man. You see when he was talking shit to, to, uh, to the D-lineman, Nick Barnett? He was talking mad shit to him. Right, just yeah, running his mouth. Yeah, just running his mouth. But I mean, he could though. He could. He was. He was giving it to him the whole game. And this is why I hate on Tom Brady so much, and I talk so much Brady-ish because he backs up what he. He's like, "Yo, I'm, I'm Tom Brady," and just walks through defenses like it ain't nobody's business. So if you got those kind of balls and shoulders, then you can afford to take the the pressure. I'm like, "Yo, to hell with you, fuck you." Fuck you, Tom Brady. I'm saying it. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm saying good. it to the world, bro. Like he's too good. He's when you're that good. good, somebody's gotta pop your for bubble. Sure. Like, hey, come back to Earth with your big headed ass. Like, bring for yo, sure. like yo, come on. It's crazy, dude. So yeah, this guy's talked. He talked about playing until 45. You know he's gonna be back next year. Of you course he's, he's gonna, gonna be back, back next year. Might, might... Last year. Because, you know, when, when you're really great at something, you want to be able to step away when you're at the top of your game, you know, when you are when you can still play and you still have that quality of life that you can enjoy, you know, with your family or 100%. whatnot. And the way he's playing, he looks like he could play another three, four years at the top of his game, maybe even five. He could play until he's 50 as long as they keep him upright. And, hey, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, if you, if you are watching – and if you watch that game, if you guys have anything to learn going forward, y'all need to build the wall of China around Joe Burrow. Yeah. If y'all do that, y'all will be unstoppable because the talent is there. You guys are elite at the wide receiver 100%. position. That, that kid is spectacular. He's going to be amazing. Couldn't even forward. hate but on the Bengals because I fuck with Burrow. Like, the kid can throw. He can throw. He can play. Thought, he, he, as an Alabama fan, when I watched them hmm. play LSU, I was like, oh, but I really like this kid. But, oh, but it's my squad, so I'm going to root for the squad. And fuck, this kid's so good. <laughs> like, like, I'd love for him to have been a put a silver and black jersey on that kid. Promise oh, me. Straight to the promise Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, and I fuck with Carr, but I'm just saying, listen, if I got a Ferrari from the 90s and you got a 2021 Ferrari, sure, I still rock a Ferrari. But Charles is a little bit 
it's got the six speed. You might have the extra turbo. Like yours might be a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. Word, word. I know I'm I mean, sitting with like I'm good, but we can always be better. And like, yeah, he's, he's, he's extra nice. I like that. That's a, a bad lot. white boy right there, man. I'll say that sure. shit. That's a bad white boy right there. And throw a fucking ball. Who? Go. I like Kim and I like Kirby. I like Kirby from LA. I really like that yeah. too. He's gonna be that. Yeah. But you know, football. Football, the football Sunday, man. It didn't, it didn't Any go, given it didn't Sunday, we ain't just talking two scoops, right? That's you know what I mean? like, so, since one of my since one of my teams are out of there, I'm gonna come on this podcast and I'm gonna give y'all who I feel is gonna be it in the AFC. Okay. Because I still want chaos. I want chaos. <laughs> Easy, predictable win. Shambles and shit. I want chaos. I want to see the madness occur. Exactly. Exactly. I like the Buffalo Bills in the AFC this year to push through. And give me the Niners to continue to roll. They're rolling Dallas right now. It's like, yo, I I wasn't wrong with SF. You know, fell short with with the Raiders pick, but I wasn't wrong with SF. I feel like SF... You know, they, and they, we got some really we got some team, Niner man. fans that watch this show that are like yo the homies the, the boys are going to the thing and being an old so, school so Raiders fan, Niners fans on the pod. Being an old school Raiders fan, like I don't really fuck with that side of the bay, but I'm just saying, like I take that shit like once the, you understand once the Warriors switched and we're like. No, we're going from Oracle. We're going over here, and they moved to the other side of the bay. I stopped fucking with the Warriors. I'm like, ah, you left Oakland. I'm out. Like, no, I don't fuck with anything San Francisco. Like, and you know, back in the day, they had the hottest fucking jackets and all of that. I couldn't fuck with it. I was like, I can't do it. Like, I'm a Raider. I've been Raider gear since quarter zip starter pullover hoodies, bro. Like, I've jackets, like starter jackets. Like, I'm. I'm that OG. I, just, I can't do it. I can't, can't find any more of those starter jackets, yo. It's so hard. Nah, to find man. Starter jackets right now. Yo, starter wants to come back and make a boatload of money. They come out with pullovers. a come out with a pullover. with that, and everybody in their mama's buying one. Everybody's 100%, buying one. Hundred percent. I'll be one of the first ones in line trying to get one of those. Facts, bro. I'm like, yo, give me a in the Kelly Green. I'm trying to get a Celtics one. Cause that shit straight fire. We live in Montreal, so I mean, we St. Patrick's Day at some point it'll be a good luck. And Raider all day, like oh, starter. If you're listening, listen to what we're telling you. We'll take five percent. Like if we want five percent, give us five percent to the fam. We're putting, and, it, we're putting it out there in the universe, right, into the universe, into the the meta, whatever you want. Out here, right? That's like cool. yo, it's crazy. So I've always wanted to ask you, and I don't know if I'm going to catch you on, on the spot here, but hip-hop, that's where I originally know you from, is music. Well, you, I mean, you were doing music and live performing, and I was the goon inside the club making sure everybody was safe and whatnot. But yeah, I know you from music, dog. What made you get into music? Um... Yo, it's crazy because initially when I started, um, I was just kicking freestyles just for fun and shit. Like, you know, when you're in school, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, 
the freestyles for me, first of all, I was a, I was a, I was a hip hop fan late. You know, I grew up in the church, so my mama would never <laughs> allow us to listen to no hip hop. And it's crazy because my my uh, my younger brother put me on. Shout out to Rico, he put me on to the hip hop. Um, I what, was just really really. What was really the first? Sports. What was the first joint that he put you on in hip hop? The first, I, the first, great, the first yeah. joint that I ever fucked with. Um, limit joint. It was the Ice Cream Man by Master P. Oh. That was the first joint because my brothers, both my brothers. Rico and Tristan, they both they were both into um no limit heavy and even before Yo, that I got a story about my, that song I'll tell you after like oh so good my, my that brings me to a happy um, place it's crazy because when they first when they first listened to, were listening to hip hop I think they were into uh the bad boy movement at first I know they were fucking with the bad boy movement and shit. like exactly big Mace all those guys and then they slid off into the south. And I, I, I know this for a fact that my brothers were like two of the first homies to come out and listen to the South music. They were on the No Limit Cash Money movement way before anybody even picked that shit up and bucked down. I know that for a fact because nobody was fucking with that shit. Everybody was on the East Coast, the Jigga Man. See, me and your brothers would get along great because I was literally you know, that dude. Oh, for sure. I was that dude. Like for everybody sure. had and then I felt bubble gooses and shit. And I had on like Chuck's khaki dicky suits, bro. Like I was that dude, right? Like yeah. I totally yeah. different side. Okay. And I listened to other shit that everybody's like, oh you gotta bump this. I'm like, nah, like I'm listening to Too Short or Master P. Like, give give me some no limit. Like, yeah, like I was all on that other shit. So like, I totally understand exactly where yeah. your brothers were, were at. I was that dude. That's what's up. Everybody was right. Everybody was right. These niggas was left. They were always they were always on the left side. So like our rooms were like right next to each other. So I was listening. I was hearing everything through the walls. And I was like heavy into sports. So music didn't really roll with me until like I was like 13, 14. And then um then I fell into DMX. I was going through a real tough time uh, growing up and shit. And DMX kind of like helped me navigate through a lot of that shit. You know, everything that I listened to that he made, it touched me deep. Because I was kind of like, I felt a lot of his struggle, you know what I'm saying, through his words and shit. So that permitted me to start writing lyrically. And I was already good because I, I would write poems. And that's something okay. that I would put down. Like I got a lot of... Um, I got a lot of uh, credit from my Black history and English teacher, Miss Veronica Johnson, uh, back in high school. She was really always on me about my schoolwork. And at the time, you know, when you're in school, uh, I was one of those kids that was always fucking around doing dumb shit, you know, selling drugs. Growing up, of right? Class. <laughs> That's it, you know, dumb, doing, just doing dumb shit. And um, I was always in a bus shed in front of the school. That's that's where we, that's where you move the dime bags and whatnot, and the homies would be there. We'd be smoking before going to class. Sometimes we wouldn't be going to class, just pretty much spending the whole day there smoking. And I had one one but one one. You one think homie. about that, like like think yeah. back about that. We're sitting in the bus shelters in front of the school, wondering why we're getting caught. <laughs> like 
what the fuck are we thinking? Yeah. Why are you getting in trouble? I don't know, baby, because I'm sitting here and it looks like fucking a Cypress Hill concert coming out of the bus shelter. What and you know what? You know what's worse? <laughs> it's right there where the teachers are pulling in to go into the parking lot. So they, they see, see you like, standing there. Like, and, like you go to class later and they're just giving you these looks and then you feel some type of ways, but it's really you doing it. You know what I'm saying? But again, when you're young, you're dumb. Full of cum. Uh, <laughs> like, shit. It's hilarious. Some of the shit that we used to do. That's like four that's or five it, of you go out you know, behind so. a school and do a little one, two, and then you all have the same class. You walk in yeah. and it smells like Bob Marley and the Whalers are walking through the door, and the teacher's like, <laughs> You don't think I get like I don't get faded too? Like, I know what the fuck you my cousin smells like that. I know what you're doing, you know what I mean? Like remember <laughs> the shit that we used to do, and I think back, I'm like, yo, please don't let none of my kids do this because I'm going to catch you because, like, I'm not going to play dumb. But, hey, 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 dickhead. Like, I smell that. Like, I smoke that. Like, I know what the fuck you're doing, right? Like, come on. I don't, it just brings me to, like, I think, think teachers need to be a little bit more real with the kids and whatnot, man. Like, I had some teachers in school that was like, yo, I know what you're doing. Slow it the fuck down. Keep it for after school and shit. I was, well, at least you're not telling me no. Like, you're treating me as if I'm an adult. But I mean, later on, they would snitch on your ass and you still get in trouble. But Yo, that's how they know there. It's crazy because um, I went to like a lot of high school when I was when I was a kid. Like the longest period of time I spent yeah. in high school was from grade seven to grade eight. That's the only time I went to like the same high school. And then when I came back in the ninth grade, they had kicked my ass out. So I, I went to like four high schools, you know, in three years. And then uh, after I got kicked out of the last high school, no school wanted to take me. They were like, "Yo, this little nigga's too much. We like, you well, know, you can't. You, you're not gonna come to any other schools. No, nobody in the school board wants you. You know, and you have this huge dossier following you to pretty much every school you go to. You have no chance." Literally telling my story, brother. You're, you know, so exactly my story. I was like the youngest. Uh, student to go to adult ed at the time they had just opened up this adult ed this adult ed school called Cartier way wow. back when and it's crazy ironically the principal who started that school was my principal in elementary school so okay. when I was when I when I when I started on my bad seed trail <laughs> he was the guy to kind of like keep me you know on the straight and narrow bring your black ass he, back over here like oh, what are you doing that's it he would never <laughs> kick me out he would never suspend me. He would just deal with me in the school, you know, and like tell my parents, you know, this kid's up to no good. I got him. Don't worry. I'm not going to send him home. So he understood how to deal with me. So even though I was, you know, 16 at the time, I was able to like kind of navigate my way through the adult education system. But that's where it all started when I was in adult ed, uh, moving dime bags. And uh, within a year or two, I mean, everybody's just like, yo, you're too nasty. You got to keep this shit up man you should go to the studio and record I, I wasn't really into it i was just like i was just having fun with it you know right. people kept on telling me and like like i said I was, I was going through a hard time and i was heavy with the right game and that's something to this day i'm still very fortunate i thank god every day because i still have the pen work the pensmanship is still on point oh yeah man. And, pensmanship, um, just for like the randomest stuff like football speeches to these kids and shit man like <laughs> Hearing you go off, I'm like, does, does he sit at home at night and he's like, yo, cool, I'm going to have me a tea and blah, I'm just going to write this shit out? I'm like, or is this coming straight off the top of his head? Like, it's crazy. I just want to get out there and kill the other fucking guys and go, go, go. 
and you break down all this philosophical. I'm like, yo, this is gets me hyped the fuck up. I'm like, I'm gonna go do something. Does anybody need help moving or something? Like, this guy's got me motivated <laughs> and shit. Yo, yeah, your pensmanship, sure, man. Your words, you're a wordsmith for sure, man. It's crazy. I fuck with you for that. That's what's up. And, and you know, um, I always did shit differently though. Like my my shit was never really boxed in, and I got, got a lot of credit for that for just being original, being different, and not being like everybody else. Because especially in Montreal, um, we never really had an institution to base our shit out. You know. Um, what I used to get paid fifty cents an hour to go to hike to go to school. Yo, that's that's okay, that's Uncle Joe. Dude, just over so here. That's called jail. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> called jail, bro. Where you make you know three cents a day while you're working in the kitchen. That's called jail. I appreciate you telling me you got paid to go to school, but I'm pretty sure he just lied to us and said he was in jail, bro. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> Yo, Uncle, man, I ain't gonna knock it. I got paid. I got paid too. I got, but in different ways. I have to earn my stripes, you know. So shout out to you, salute, uncle. Right. Um, oh shit, that's but, mad funny. But yeah, yo, like that's how it all started. Just you know, kicking the freestyles at school, kicking the freestyles in the hood, just just rapping. And then that one time, I got an opportunity to to go to a studio. I laid some shit down, and the rest is history. You know, the first the first track I ever recorded was the first track I ever wrote. You know, because um. When I was making when I was making songs, I always wrote the songs. I never freestyled and recording. Like to me, like when you're freestyling, you're kind of doing it so you can try to catch a direction of where you're trying to go. You know, I, I was not a battle rapper. I was a writer, and I preferred that way of creating because it was something that stuck with me. When you freestyle, it's a one take, Jake. Very rarely. Boxing match. Uh, just- that's it. That's damn, it. Very damn. I know there's a lot of dudes out there right now that they could just spit it off the top of their dome and probably like remember a lot of it. Yo, shout out to the homie Dr. J Red. He don't write. I've been in the studio with the homie. He don't write. Everything he does is right off the dome. Like he'll drop Which six is bars. Fucking crazy, right? I'm telling you that, that kid, that kid, he has a story of how he put it together, and one day he'll be on here and he'll break Yo, it down. Definitely, so that's his story. That's Jay his Red story the Doc, himself. you gotta come on the show, bro. We're gonna bro. harass you. I'm gonna get H the man to harass you. I'm gonna, I am, I am going to harass you to come on the Yo, show. Skinny, hit him up, harass his ass. And we, I gotta Yo, get him on the thing. I was vibing to y'all's, y'all's music. I've been watching him do his thing forever like working at the local pub right like he would do the shows at the spot and shit so he's a kid from down the street right so like i knew him through like the nephews and whatnot and all of a sudden this this little motherfucker just i'm like yep how are you spitting on some like the flow is straight pimp shit like i've always said that to him is his flow is straight pimp game like fully i love that shit and i yeah, he need you need to come on a damn show. Like that's got to be a thing. Yeah, he, he 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 he's a part of like a very select few of uh, you know other rappers or artists, if you will, that I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. You know what I'm saying? Um, Millie Mills is another one. Like he, Millie Millie's flow, his flow game is unbelievable. You know when you when you hear this guy go off, and he's just really like, uh, you know. Pound for pound, I think like top five in MTL. You know, if you're talking about rappers who really put the city 100%. on to a larger degree, 
Um, but but that, he always, like, to me, like after knowing him through other ventures mm -hmm. and shit like that, like mm -hmm. the way that he is, if he, you were to picture like, okay, say I met him today and I didn't know he was a rapper. And then I found that he was an MC. I'd be like, yo, I totally make sense how you would be good at it because anything that he does, he makes sure to do that, that just enough where it's not the norm, but it's fresh and it's cool and it sounds right. familiar, right? Right. Like with the whole football program, like we see all these things through the states and shit. And then when he gets together with all of you guys and was like, yo, we should, I got this idea, this vision. And of course, it's going to be a little bit different to, um, I want to say Americanized, but Americanized the, the thing to where it, it's cool. And so totally knowing, like, yo, you spit bars, that makes sense. Like, of course, you're going right. to, it's going to be good at it because the, the mental game is right. Like, I it's like crazy because. It's crazy that you say that because um, Millie and I only really had the chance to do one record together. Of my whole run uh, while I was rapping, we, we never really got the chance to get in the studio and hammer out like, like a lot of work. Um, he was in a different direction, and I was in a different direction because I I'm more so underground, and I, I find like with him, he's more so uh, more mainstream. But for not, sure, not into like a not into like a pop, you know what I'm saying? Like how no, it is no. now. It's not like a pop way, but more so the flash, the fire type shit. Yeah, my 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 lane was more underground. I constructed my own lane, and he 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 was in that not in the same lane as me, but the lane he constructed it was more built for his persona, for what he was representing, for where he was coming from, and stuff like that. So we were on two. Can different I make roads. a of uh, what a comparison mm -hmm. in my mind from listening to both of your music and whatnot from back in the day, I feel the right. boot camp click versus like I don't want to say J, but I could say the J G unit vibe, like like you know what I mean. You're very like Sean Price, very underground but known and. I would put him, I don't want to say a Lloyd Banks, but not lyrically skilled, but like still pound for pound an MC, but you're more flashy, like out there, like, yo, I'm here. This is that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the, the two genres of what I can see from the two sides of it, but still putting that together, bro. Like that would have been legendary for the city when it came to music. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, like meth and red, I bro. Like that would literally Redman's Brick City meth is stacking, but New right. York's like the sort of two vibe. Oh, that would have been crazy. Right. History so missed out on something blessed on that one. Oh, for sure. You know, I I've, I've worked with with a litany of uh, of artists out of MTL. I had a, I had a lot of opportunities to work with different artists, and I could really just like put that on my versatility as a rapper. You know, uh, be able to rap over many different sounds. You know many different uh different productions you know when i hooked up with skinny um i was coming from working with sammy baghdad who i feel personally is directly responsible for creating helping me create the sound that i had you know with the voice that i had too uh the voice that i created to rap over is nothing like how i sound like like when i'm talking to you it's completely different and my whole theme behind that was the voice represented the struggle, the rough, the, 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 the pain, you know, uh, going through 
the different things that you go through as a youth and then you try to make your way out of it as a man but you're still finding that sound that really hits people directly it's like yo this is completely different from what i'm listening to you know and that's directly an inspiration uh from the artists that i grew up listening to guys like dmx uh shine was another one who unfortunately uh wasn't really able to expand on this career you know i love mob deep you know prodigy and havoc those two guys those your direct influences on my sound and how and how i rapped and i came out of it you know what i'm saying so um nas was another one biggie you know these guys really in, they touched me deep differently they were different so all those guys you know i have to pay tribute because they all had something to do with uh, the way that i created my sound but i really feel like the homies who have my back shout out to cali shout out to biz shout out to my nigga black keezy you know um at different points in my life you know milk talk christoph everybody who's you know miss mags as well you know the only girl in the u-bat always pushing my shit hard she was going everywhere and that telling everybody about the movement young banger you know everybody who really had a a, a say in um in in the creation of the unknown battalion the whole movement together you know i would be nothing without those individuals you know so i just want to express my my gratitude and uh you know extend my love to, all out to them right now you know what i'm saying um but that's how it all started it started with a few freestyles and then me just kind of pushing the envelope let's see like how i can get this thing moving and when i fell in love with it i fell in love with art that's something about me what i love i love art you know what i'm saying and i don't anybody I don't, that knows you know that's for fucking exactly sure. you know i got i got a really really big heart for things that i'm very passionate about and uh, I don't take no for an answer, uh, which is why that propelled me to travel, uh, to be able to, to leave Montreal and like pretty much see the world. That you know, segues I, me into my next question when it comes to you. These are the things right. that I know I'm hitting you off the off the rip, like we've never had this conversation, but I'm like, no, right. I've, these are things that as somebody who's never like I, I say this kind of shit to skinny all the time. Like I'm, I'm not part of the music. It always fascinated me. Like my dad played like southern rock music. Had the number one southern rock band, cover band here in Montreal. Like did the whole bar circuit and could have done like crazy things with it. And I watched him teach himself well, with a buddy how to play guitar at like 40 years old. Wow. And start a band and like do the telephone of stars on TV. Drag me up on stage and make me sing country music that's that's not on the internet. Thank God for that not being the thing. Like iPhones and shit. I am so glad that wasn't a thing when I was growing up because in cowboy <laughs> boots, jeans, like full country get up, looking like Dolly Parton and shit on stage, <laughs> singing on TV. This guy, yeah, yeah. World surprise, like that was a thing that happened to me. So yeah, so like I never got into it. Like I always fascinated about music, but I knew that I didn't possess the skill to spit bars. Like I spit little 16s like by myself, like when I'm vibing to a track or whatever. Like for sure, and I memorize every lyric and imitate other styles. Yeah, but what you guys like do it's, it fascinates the fuck out of me. So now that I have a moment here to talk to you about it, like yeah, I'm totally gonna take advantage of that. And if any point I touch on some shit, you're like, okay, I don't want to talk. It's cool. Like I'm not. If I get, I'm just really intrigued about the whole music aspect. Like we talk football all the time, and like I'm coaching aspirations. This is the shit that I wanted to. I wanted to ask you, and we just never had the moment to sit down and like break bread to do it. So like I'm super stoked by you doing this. But yeah, back to the I'm tripping already. Back to 
you've been all over the place. It's not like you just played, performed here. Like you've been all over. What's the dopest place or the situation, like that place where you have performed yet? Like what's the craziest spot where you were like, you got off a plane and were like, holy fuck, I'm like one of those moments. You know, like I'm here. It'll be. Italy was That's crazy. Fucking banana. Did you just hear what he said? He said fucking Italy. Italy, my dude. Yo. Italy. Italy. It, Italy was fucking emotional. Um, I got I got to perform in front of a, a massive crowd, and I was just lucky enough to be a part of that tour. I have so much love, respect, and admiration for Onyx. Those guys. Sticky Fingers on Fredro Star. They're like big brothers to me. Uh, it's been years since we touched base and shit. But those guys really allowed for me to express myself and to get my sound out across the globe. You know, uh, Perry Papadakis as well, who was my booking agent at the time, uh, also really um, kind of put me put me on to those guys and uh, got me to, to to travel with these guys multiple times, not just uh, in Canada, doing the tours with them here uh, on the home turf, but across the world. And uh, That's crazy. I performed in a lot of different venues, you know, all Favorite hip hop group of all, I I got hair Where? now, but I've been a bald head, black hoodie. So it's like, that was literally, I remember. I see you. We'll get right back to I've seen you both. the craziest spot. But that was the first. When I asked you what was your first hip-hop was No Limit, me, my mom had this friend, and her son was like this a group home, and then had a group home kind of kid. All, and he had let me listen to Back the Fuck Up. I was like 12 yeah. or 13 years old. It's like, here, I'm like, yo, shh, don't let your moms take this tape. Like, I got this from somebody in Shopbridge. Like, I hooked you up. I'm like, yo, trust me. It'll change your life. Instantly put the tape in the Walkman, played it. I wanted to shave my fucking head, bro. I started walking around. I was talking on me and shit. Like, what? Like, yeah, changed my entire. I went from chilling, listening to like Snoop Dogg and like on that West Coast vibe to nah. I want, I wanted fucking Tim's, hard denims, black hoodie, bald head. And if you fucked with me, I swear to God, it was slam all day. Like that, literally. So you. Performing and like knowing and breaking bread with these cats, bro. It's like I tell Skinny too. Like, it's like meant to be that we all came to. It's crazy, bugging the fuck out. Fredro's the friendliest motherfucker in the world. There you go. The voice of God speaks. Like we're friendly, like man. <laughs> I I hear y'all talking. I had to stop, like pause for a sec, put the baby down. I was really like, yo, for real, what he said. Like the persona that they give. Yeah, they'll stomp you out, but if they know you and they rock with you, boy, it's like you'd never think. It's it's just like it's so much respect for those guys. So much. Yo, let me just tell y'all something. If there's two two realer dudes in the hip hop game than Fredro Star and Sticky Fingers, I haven't met them. Straight up facts. I don't be real with y'all. I haven't met them. I haven't met them. And maybe an outsider, maybe that's because you know, I, I I have a lot of love, not just for them. I, I've, I've had a, I have a lot of love for um, the locks as well. You know, I was lucky enough to uh, to meet Jada Kiss, who's one of my favorite rappers. Um, I had the opportunity to meet uh, Styles P, Ishik Luch. I was actually on tour with Ishik Luch. 
in Europe. What? Yeah, we we, we linked yeah. up with Chikuich in uh, in Europe too. So, <laughs> Yo. you know, I'm telling I'm telling y'all, you know, um, and it's crazy because then later on, we came back and then we met him. Um, I did the South by Southwest with the homie Snack the Ripper out in Vancouver. Shout out to Snack the Ripper. Been years I haven't seen my homie. Uh, that's a good brethren of mine. Uh, really good. That's a name I know for Vancouver. Um, we met Sheik Luch while he was performing. He he had a set, couple sets actually, um, out South by Southwest, and both of them I was able to perform in, and that was a wonderful opportunity for me too. First time I ever went to Austin, Texas. It was a huge event. It's always a huge event, and um, I met Sheik Luch down there too, and he remembered. You remembered us from That's that that, that one day. So, you know, sometimes they say, you know, when you meet your heroes in real life, they always let you know. These guys didn't let me down. They didn't, you know. Um, so I gotta give credit where credit is due. You know, the, there's nobody realer than those guys, you know, the locks, uh Onyx, those guys are real to the core, you know. Um a couple of tour dates didn't pan out. Uh, for me as an artist, and I'm, I'm telling y'all real, this is true, a true story. Uh, I was out, I was out, uh, I believe it was in, uh, I forget where the date was. It was a, a small town called Herlin, Herlin, somewhere in Europe, Herlin. And uh, it was cold as fuck out there. I didn't have a jacket because I thought that Europe was like nothing like Montreal. So whatever, I, I was out there with the, with the, uh, the, the what's it called the windbreaker <laughs> the uh the, the what's it called um the columbia windbreaker oh, you know yeah, the yeah. ones you wear in the fall out here so, yeah so i'm out there with it it's fucking cold as fuck i didn't have a jacket and um sticky fingers had just bought this north face jacket he literally just bought it before he came on tour and i didn't have a jacket and um <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> what up what up <laughs> the homie came up and he gave me the jacket off his back the ja first of all the jacket was bigger than him he shouldn't even have been wearing that shit. <laughs> but he, he had big goose and he's like yo ish man you ain't got a jacket nigga it's cold as fuck out here i'm like i know i didn't i didn't think it was cold. like yo you gotta take this he took the jacket off and he gave me the jacket and the next day we were we were we were um on a connect in flight. We were heading to Poland. Yo, this nigga stopped in the airport. We wanted to drop like oh, no. fifteen hundred euro. Oh, oh, time out. <laughs> we're not just gonna say Poland and roll the fuck on like you didn't just say Poland again. <laughs> no, no, we yeah, they were doing it. They were doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, Poland ain't even pushing. Now we went from yeah. Italy. Now we're talking about Poland. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Fine, like I said, man. I had the greatest team in the world. We had the we had a we had an amazing run. And I'm telling, like I said before, I wouldn't even be nowhere in the when it comes to hip hop, the run that we had was historical. And I don't know any other artist except for Brad News Brown, RIP to the big homie that really was able to to get around like that outside of the city and really do it where they're traveling worldwide touching different continents across the world i never i never really? seen that really? and we had an amazing run 
and I wouldn't have been able to do it without without the likes of a Cali Cal, you know, MCD Bizoy, Keezy, Black, mm. Young mm. Banger, Miss Mags. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wouldn't have been able to get out there. I, even Perry, you know, to a to an extent, Perry Papadak is responsible for looking me up with 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 Onyx and putting us on. Perry Papadak is responsible for a, for a lot of people in, in Canada. Uh, doing some doing some ill shit, you know what I'm saying? So, Stock the Ripper, you know his run, Mercury's his run, all those guys I I did tours with, all those guys that came up within the game, you know Perry Papadakis attributed a lot to 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 everybody's career, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's just crazy, it's crazy. But yeah, you know Poland, you know. Watching Sticky buy a brand new jacket yeah, like Russia. Russia is not for black people. <laughs> oh, for sure not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. You but, need to tell them that. But, tell them. But but and you know another thing is, um, Pavel Bure is king. Pavel Bure, one of the illest hockey players I grew up watching, is king in Russia. He is the fucking man. I mean, to like this that, day, he got like banned. This motherfucker all over, yo. He's that dude. So, you know, just to kind of segue off that, but Pablo Bure, one of the illest scorers ever, was killing shit out there when we were out there. This was like, fuck, my, you know, closest, almost 10 years ago. But I made friends all across the globe. Man, I've, I've been to a lot of places. You know, I don't even know how we got in this place. But like, like I was saying, so Sticky gave me his jacket off his back and he bought another jacket like it was in shit. And I was like, damn, man, these niggas is really, is really ill. I, till this day, I have that jacket. And that shit looks like it was just And that's a family fucking heirloom at this point, bro. Like, I never shit get, even, when I can't, even when I can't wear that shit no more, I'm going to still own that shit because that, that was a gift. This, this guy didn't it's have to give it to me. piece of hip-hop history, man. And he did. And I'll tell that story 50 times over. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? That's a real dude right there. And um, I made tracks with him. Uh, I made, you know, me and me and Sticky have an ill track on the raw, on the raw project. I think I got an album up here somewhere. Hold on one second. Let me just stop. Yo, people, are y'all seeing? Sticky fingers right here. Yeah, he's, you see it? Yo, this is exclusive right here. We're seeing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, shout out to uh to Sticky. You got we got skin deep, skin deep on this too. You know, skin deep's on this too. I'm sorry, Skinny. You're not just, just yeah. Just pop out there you go, right you're there. So this this we got a lot. We got a lot of memories, man. A lot of history. Yeah, I'm just trying you to know? give y'all your motherfucking flowers. Like this shit's crazy. It was great. Nah, a lot was, of people. I don't. I don't fun. know if people. I don't know if people know. With Skinny and I, uh, we have a, 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 an exclusive project together. Uh, you know, the Hulk. That was. Oh uh, yeah. We beat the game up. Was, uh, they weren't ready for Hulk. Yeah, this. No, nah, they weren't. You know, uh, they weren't ready for butter. They weren't ready for Hulk, especially two point oh. The West Coast and the West Coast and West Coast you know, and they weren't ready for half them shit, bro. They had a lot of drugs. My bad, Blitz here, just trying to maybe give him some love. But yeah, um, 
We have, I found this man on the internet and I tracked him down and I was just like, listen, like you may not know me. I'm a producer. I don't know you from a, a, a pea. I don't know you from a peanut. Nothing. We're not friends or nothing like that, but I need to produce for you. And he's like, all right, let's see what it is. Whatever. So I sent him some beats and at the time, most people would be like, yeah, let's, I'll, I'll check your beats out and not do nothing. Y'all know who you are. And H <laughs> comes back. I think I made a beat just like that morning. I sent it to him. I don't know what I was doing that day, but like I got my phone rang up like nine times from him, and then Callie's calling me, and he's like, "Yo, you gotta check this." Is when you did um, uh, what's it called? You know the you know the joint I'm talking about? Yeah, it was like right. Goku. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay. Once I heard that first track he recorded, I was just like. That, that was not even the first track. Once I heard that track, I'm like, okay, this is going to be problems. I need to, like, really, really make beats. So at the time, like, you know, I'd make beats, but, like, it was like, you know, no one's really recording, so I'm not really producing. And then these guys come along, and they're just like, no, we need this for this mixtape. We need this for this mixtape. They did a hella tracks and cushion packs, and I'm like, I think there was, like, out of 13 or 16 tracks, I'm like, seven. At the same time, I'm working on my own album, so it's legit all the extra that I have to kind of save for myself I'm giving it. I'm just like, yo, take it, take it. Because I know it's just going to be bangers, 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 bangers. Then we do Hulk, which was initially like five tracks. And I was like, okay, cool. But he's like, yo, Scan, I want to do the Hulk 2.0, da, da, da. And I'm like, fine. I got these other five that seem to be better than the first five. And then we just we just flooded the game. At one point, it was just like every week on K103 or something, there was just H-Man songs playing. And it was just H-Man Skin Deep, H-Man Skin Deep, H-Man Skin Deep for like a solid six months. We took over. It was craziness, man. Oh, I, like, I have to thank you for that because you put the battery in my back. Fuck, I missed that. It used to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> and hearing people's names, I'm like, skin, like, yo, I know that nigga. Like, it was oh, such a good time. It's time crazy. Great. It's crazy. It's it's crazy I'll because uh, even days. after even after that, all that, there was a little. This is crazy because there's a story in there, right towards that six month run that me and Skinny was on. On all them beats that he had produced for me, he had sent me this beat pack. And in the beat pack, I dropped a track. It was with uh, Dr. J and uh, the homie. Um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, uh, fuck. I yo, I feel so bad because I, I I I know him. Dr. J. He he was a duo before. Oh, and blue. He a, yeah, he, blue. Oh, J. Blue. J Blue, J Blue, that's it. I was about to say Boy Blue, that's complete over here. Yo, shout out to Boy Blue. That's another, that's another brethren right there. But yo, J Blue, and I had I had laid down some heat on a track that Skinny made, and they made a track on the same beat. Oh, the beats got mixed up. Yeah. So Skinny Skinny had given that beat out to them before me, but I heard the track later. Mm-hmm. So when they put that track up, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck's going on here?" Yep. The skinny, skinny. I, I had to hit up skinny. Oh, like, Yo, skinny. What's, oh, what's and going it was on? Real. I, I thought yeah. these fucking beasts was was exclusive, my nigga. And he was like, "Yeah, what are you talking about?" You know. So I let him hear the beat, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And there's this huge thing because I went to the source. I went to those two dudes. And I, I reached out to Dr. J directly. That's how me and him connected. To be cool. Right? Because before I was like, yo, y'all motherfuckers stole my shit. And he's like, nah. <laughs> he was like, nah, homie. We got this from Skin Deep. I'm like, how oh, y'all get that from Skin Deep? This is exclusive, exclusive fire. 
Y'all can't have my beat. Like, nah. You know, the dividends will need to be paid. I want my restitution. <laughs> I want my motherfucking restitution. You ain't gonna just come here and spit on my tracks. That shit ain't gonna happen. It was next you know summer, wasn't it? It was the next summer track, right? No, no, that that was another one. It was it, yo, we ended up they they ended up making a we ended up making no, nah, it wasn't the next summer. Yeah, it was, it was. That's it, that's it. It was next, next summer, summer, yeah. Because I sampled it was Thundercat. Joint. That was the Thunder. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I remember it. Yeah. So yeah. We ended you up causing wars and shit, bro. Bro, Damn. causing wars. Listen, I was, you... I was ready to crush those two white boys like soda cans. That's how was. I, I was Maybe. ready to fuck them up. I was like, nah, this shit, y'all niggas know who I am. Like, that's how I was, I was on that shit. But then I ended up linking up with them, and I was like, yo, these are the two, two coolest, illest youngins that I ever came across. Dr. J was, was so just mellow. I'm like, yo, how are you so mellow? You always mellow, like you just a real mellow cat, like until this day. That's yo, that's the exact Doc's medic fucking bro. That's the homie. That's my little brother right there, man. That's brown bottle days, right? Like he 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 grew he grew into this shit so nicely. You know, we talk about fine wine. Dr. J is really that definition. You know, he stayed with it. When, when other people went different ways, he stayed with it. Yep. And he's so nice. He's so nice. People don't know. And I keep telling him, you got to get the fuck up out of Montreal. You got to, you know where you need to be? You need to be in Los Angeles. You know, I've been telling him that for years. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to he's gonna have his time. His time's going to come soon because he's still young and he's still killing them shits. Could you and imagine he a, him down in Texas, dog? Oh, bro, listen. He goes to I would, H-Town and it's and, fucking rap. You know would fit in he would fit in in ny he's got he's got that type of his flavor i feel is a more on the underground ny style because why i said why i said la first is because the way he flows it could it it, it would catch out there it would he's got it he's got the persona he's got he's got that the mellow flow and it's effortless this guy would just be sitting in a chair and he could just kick yo he'll murder any beat Give it to him, and he'll just do it. He's so you nice know, I, with I, it. It's, it's crazy. I had I had so much opportunities working with him. He was he's one of the he's one of my main go-to guys. When we talk about collaborations, we never had a chance to actually make a collaborative project, and it's, you know we should we should have did that. Skinny should have been the producer behind that shit, but we oh, never had a that's, chance. That's we, that's coming though. Yeah, that's you see it. fingers like this. You know, Skinny, can I see your fingers? Yeah, yeah, that ain't broke on me, so he can definitely make beats. And, <laughs> like you conversing, so which means you still Yo. got the penmanship. And J Red ain't gone nowhere. I need. I'm trying to put history together. I need a send off project. You know, I I need a send off project with a properly send my send my shit off because I feel like the people need that. But yo, know, if I if I'm ever gonna do another collaborative project again, yo, Doctor J, the show would be on the top of the list. Me and this guy always make magic together. Always. We get the studio. That's all it is. Just get me and this guy in the studio. A, bo a bottle of brown. You know, uh, some gin. You know. Some, My some, black some ass spinach. sitting in a corner watching all oh, of this go down. Oh, for sure. There's only one place. There's only one place me and Dr. J would, would work would work to make that happen, too. That's the freak shop. You know, shout out to Dave. That's the homie over there. Yeah. You know. He knows the sound inside out. He still, he still got like 
catalogs of mine in that in that fucking place. You know, that's that's home. That's the home base. But like I said, man. Wait, you're trying to tell me that there's music out there on the cutting room floor that ain't been put out yet? Oh, for sure, for sure. Dave, Dave has everything. Everything. He's got he's got everything. I mean, I got hard drives over here too. Some old ass shit. I gotta blow the dust off them. I gotta blow the dust off them just to just to plug it in. There's just tracks that I haven't even released yet. But That's those are some of the best times. Some of the best times I ever had. Was just working You're sitting on gems, homie. Like the world might, you might have said something that you don't even remember that the world right now needs to hear. That's it. That's it. You know, I I, I know like I have 11, 11 studio release albums that I put together. You know, over the years, and that's a lesson for me. I feel like that's a great accomplishment too. You know, big stage albums, album studio yeah, album. That's that's fucking great. I, for sure. I keep learning 100%. all kinds of new shit today. That's crazy. 100%. You know, this nigga's done this. Yo, age. Magic talks like Harry Potter. You remember that line? Magic talks like Harry Potter? Yo, let me hear Let me hear that I, shit. Nah, I'm I don't. Age. I don't. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm looking through your stuff, and I found it. I'm looking at the tape. So it's a rap series, two of three. And is it Miss Me or which track was it? Which was like, oh man. Okay, so what I was, we were talking about this shit. So this, so that's the beat he was talking about that I, I kind of, cause I passed it to Red. I'm like, he ain't gonna do nothing. And then H came with this crazy hook, and I was just like, well, he has to have that. And then <laughs> the next, then Red goes and drops the next one, and then H is calling me, and I'm just like, oh, like I had never been gorilla strong armed by like like that. I haven't, like you know, the hood called me on this podcast. I haven't had the hood call me on the phone and be like, hey yo. What's with this beat? And I was just like, oh shit, this is real. Oh, okay. Hey man. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey man. See what, see what happened was. <laughs> but, but yo, not even not even a joke. I hadn't developed my like voice yet. So like I'm trying to boss up, but I'm still like 13 in my voice, speaking to a seven feet tall Undertaker looking ass nigga. And man's is I'm I'm like, hey man. <laughs> yo, I ain't gonna lie, I was shook. I was straight shook. I'm just like, listen, how can I make five beats within five minutes so I can send it oh, to this man shit. so he doesn't eat me? <laughs> but so I always told Skinny when I first found out like he was making music and shit and doing his thing, I always told him, I was like, listen, homie, I don't know shit about music, but I can shook night the shit out of a situation. Mm -hmm. So if you need right. somebody, bro, holler at the homie and like, yo, I'm pulling the fuck up and it's cool. And I always told him that. I was like, I don't, don't ask me to make a beat. Give me my motherfucking 808. If Skinny ever makes me a solid 808, I swear to God, I'll spit bars. But that'll be the only time. So, yeah, I mean, so it's always funny. The fucking. I'm, I'm, yo, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we linked the way we linked up chops wasn't, wasn't the Shook Knight way. We linked up at the door. And that was right? it, man. You know what I'm saying? You just cool right from the door, right from the entry point. And yo, shout out to Golfo too, man, because you know we used to do that shit every month. Yes, McAllen's and, uh, pub. Shout out to y'all. I know, I know, I know for a fact. You know, Doc, Doctor J was here. 
he'd be telling you that too. You know, a lot of a lot of great memories at McAllen's pub, putting on those monthly shows. It was great, man. I loved that. I loved that spot. It was it was a little spot, but yo, it was packed. It was always packed. You know, even though we had that little corner stage, we made that shit work. It was awesome. The bro. sound in that place was crazy. Like I enjoyed the sound quality that would that's what's up, yo. Shit, I remember one time uh, speaking of Doc, I'm standing over by the. He's like, yo, I want you to come stand over by the speaker when I do my set. I ain't thinking. I'm like, whatever, all right, cool. So I'm standing by like the bar and the stage, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the set, this little nigga jumps up on the speaker, grabbed a hold of my shoulder, and it starts rhyming over my head, bro. Like, yep. just spit to the, and I'm like. All right, I fuck with you. Like it's I see what you're doing here and I fuck with you because it's dope. But like I ain't a part of the show, bro. I'm not the entertainment. Yo ass is the entertainment. I'm not coming in and say, hey, I ain't doing none of that. I'm Steve Harvey and that shit. Like I paid $35.95. Don't ask me to participate. I'm chilling. <laughs> like I'm doing my thing. <laughs> so yeah, so like and I remember you being at like that show too, and it's just crazy. And then fast forward, I meet you at like I want to say with a flag football thing or something like that with my kid. Years later, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, this world just fucking... Everything comes full circle, yo. Everything. That's the style I works, remember you know? J-Red going like, yo, you know my boy H? Like, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? He's like, Coach H is my dude, bro. Like, he's yeah. the go-fo. Like, I want, I want to know when H-Man digivolved into Coach H because I missed that, too. Oh, I was shit. like... I messed I messed around and like started a family and shit, did all sorts of fuckery. And I was like, let me check on let me check on Rich real quick. And I was like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> I see the H demand IG is not really active, and then I see Coach H pop up. I'm almost like, Coach H, what the what's this? I don't know football. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Next thing you know, you and Chops are doing shit together. I'm almost like, okay, the, the world's getting kind of small. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to jump back in here. Right? Sheesh, man. Yo, um, it's crazy because it was right around the time when I jumped into football. Actually, a lot of people don't notice, but football was my first passion before uh, music because I was I was always fucking with the athletics. You know, I played baseball first as a youngin, youngin, and then um, I segued that into football when I moved to the West Island. And I love football. That's like that's my first love, you know. Uh, and uh, it was crazy. Because uh, I was going through it for for a good minute, right after the music started to slow down a little bit for me, and reality kicked. I needed something to kind of like revive myself, you know, to make yep. myself feel uh, phase two useful again. You know, love, and I knew that uh, would ignite that flame in me again because I was I was kind of like going off to the deep end. And whenever you immerse yourself into something that you really enjoy doing. And things type kind of slow down for you, or you start to feel that reality, the ground shifting underneath you and shit. It could be scary, you know what I'm saying? And um, I had to get real, you know. Um, and that's pretty much what it was. Uh, I made some bad business decisions and shit like that, and uh, a lot of people fucked me over. And that's that's another story for another day. We'll definitely be able to get into that, uh, you know, one of these days here. But I needed something, and. Uh, yeah. My my shorty uh, at the time was kind of like encouraging me. She was pushing me to to kind of get with the football program because I had a homie too at the time uh, who was trying to get me to coach, 
while I was touring and I was into the music heavy and I couldn't like see myself as a youth football coach because I spent so much time, you know, chasing my dream of becoming an artist. And um, I just had no time. Let me it. handle this and then I'll come back and coach like coach. That's Snoop. it. But let come me, back. That was always, let me get that was my always, Grammy and then come sure. back. There you go. That was always in the cards. I was always in the cards. I wanted to give back to my community. Even when I was on the movement tips, I always wanted to give back to the community. And, um, you know, when things got slow, the opportunity represented itself again. So I immersed myself into the coaching. I gave it an I gave it a chance. You know, I gave it uh, I gave it a chance, and um, I attended a couple of practices. I kind of fell in love with the kids, and then boom, that's pretty much how it um, it happened. You know, I, I I helped my homie out finish out the season. The team was doing very poorly when I got there. Uh, and I think I was only able to coach once a week or whatever it was. And then the following year, I committed myself full time. And that's when everything kind of just like took off from there. And then the year and the year and the year. And then six years later, you know, great group of kids, um, you know, shout out to them. Oh, shit. Look at this. That's the team right there. That's the squad. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. Squad. You see right there. Mine's upstairs on the wall. Right yep. there. That's the only right there, Chopper style. There Yo, you go. coaching football with you has so, been like a fucking an honor, bro. Like I want to show. It's been so much fun. As much as the the ups and downs, it's let's let's be honest. It's it's middle. It's young kids football. Like, it's not the yeah. end of the fucking world, but. Some people would think it, but once you get into that shit, like that whole, you don't realize, like when you're on the outside, like I remember before when Harlem wanted to play football, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like this is before my pops passed. Like he was, I was like, yo, I'm always doing other shit with like the old man. Like I was living the son to my dad rather than a father to my son, if that makes sense. Like I was, I was still following my old man around. Like, All right, cool. We're trying to hustle and trying to make better for my youth. So right. I got to stick with, Instead of like, okay, I'm gonna take you to football practice. Like, no, nah, okay, football's from this time to this time. I can be making money from this time to this time. So, so no, right? Like, I gotta be or doing other shit or whatnot. So when pops passed, I fell back in love with football. Like, I needed something to to catch my mind because it was just it was going down a very dark fucking hole. It's literally for another episode that'll probably never come out. Because I don't want the people to necessarily know exactly how dark that that place got. But then I get one of his homies, his mom's like, "Yo, we're doing football." Da 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 da. I was like, "All right, cool. Like, I'll I'll bring him. Like, fuck it. Like, he's been bugging me for two years now to play football. I'll bring him." So I brought him over to. I want to say it was the Kirkland, the Golf Dome in Kirkland. Right. That, that's, that's what it was. Right. I brought him over there and. I hear this this voice, like as we're walking through that spinning fucking door. I hear this voice, like okay, run, run. I'm like, what the fuck is? Like, all right, shit. This place is kind of turned up, but okay. So I walk down, like my kid disappears. Like, why my friend's there? He's fucking gone. And then I hear this voice is coming from from you, and I'm like. Oh. And I'm looking, going, oh, this this it look familiar, but I see so many people in my 
my day-to-day of life, right? Yeah. My profession and just like how I'm living. Like I see mad people. Corona took all of that away from me, but that's something. But yeah, like seeing people is my thing, right? So I'm looking going, I know him. Why do I know him? And I know like I can look at you and you're looking back at me like, I I know this nigga too. But once again, with football, he could be a football dad. It could be something like you see so many people. It's I don't know what circle I seen you in, but like I know you. So it was just crazy. And to see that like, the same thing with you, football, bringing you out of a dark place and helping you feel, for the lack of a better term, like useful or something to do, like something, because that's how I felt. It was like, it gave me a purpose. I guess that'd be a, like, it was a solid purpose where there was a beginning, a middle, and an end, like it was a thing. And like, that's how I see in the sure. past three or four years coaching football is that's how that was, right? So I totally understand what you're saying. Like it, I won't say saved our life, but it, Definitely gave us like Titanic, the raft. Like there was room enough for us on the raft. Like, like it could have been a drowning situation, but it was cool. So like, no, I totally fuck with football for that. Like I'm, but I feel that it's gotten me to where I need to be, to where I'm able to do this kind of shit and move on to other things. Is where my mind's at with football. I don't know what I'm doing next year. The kid goes up. I'm not sure with COVID, what's going on with football, but yeah, like. I'm hoping for the best, man. I'm I'm like you, you know this 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 whole situation right now that we're dealing with in life, man. This this whole COVID thing is kind of like really just fucked up. It, it kind of puts a lot of shit in perspective for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you're thinking about long term, when you're thinking about how far you've come in life, you know what's next. You know what's the next chapter. You know, um, and uh. There's a lot of different things that, I, that I've been exploring as of late, especially with uh, the COVID stuff going on. I've started writing again um, <clears throat> more intensely. Yeah, working on uh, working on a, a couple projects. Uh, one of which is I'm trying to turn into a series. I'm, I'm hoping that that will happen. Um, and I think that uh, that's more my avenue. Uh, you know, wanting to 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 see how far I could take it. Just like with the music back when. You know, um, I was always curious to know how far I could take it. You know, I've also had uh, a great, Wait, uh, are a great you curiosity. Trying to write a mini series, like a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, not a movie, but like a mini series, like, uh, like something like a almost like a web series, or maybe like a show. Like hey, a money and vi- money and violence. Something, something like that, but. Picked up well, by I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying yeah, like that yeah, as in a sense of that is that, that show, that but that avenue, that that, that lane, genre. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, type of like kind of like a, a bit of a cross, um, cross breed between some inspiration from real life and you know um, fictional life because I think. Oh, keep that on the low, bro. You ain't got to put the idea out some there. Point will when it meshes well, it works. Ooh. For sure, for sure. But it, it's 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 still in, in the process, and I've had a lot of time. Uh, fortunately, I've had a lot of time on my hands uh, as of late, mainly uh, these over this last month here, um, to really put a lot of work into it. And uh, like I said earlier in the pod, you know, it's just something that I've always um, enjoyed doing. Writing is is kind of like uh, an escape for me, especially when I'm struggling through with things. And we all go through shit different points of life, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's great to to have an escape uh, 
place that you could go to, you know, um, before all this restriction shit. Yeah, before all this restriction shit was going down, I, I was in the gym, you know, every day. And uh, that really, that's my, my, my iron paradise. You know, I, I love um, working out and uh, just getting that energy up. And you now see, that Skinny? People need the gym. <laughs> Yo, I, Hold on. I was just about to chime in. something he retweeted. So thank you for the perfect counter there, Joey, because something that my man here retweeted today really, really resonated with me as to why I'm so okay with all this. Um, staying home ain't hard if there's peace at home. Yeah, that's that's it. And I, yo, it's crazy that you said that. I Damn. retweeted that Biggs Burke, Biggs Burke, uh, formerly of the Upstart Rockefeller, tweeted that very same quote today. That's and where I, I got that from. That's where I got that from. So I, I, I put that. I retweeted that today, and it's crazy that you say that because it's true. You know, and another thing is, peace, peace is costless. But it's costly if you allow for it to be disrupted. You can't allow your peace to be disrupted by anything. That's very important. Bars. You got sure, to make sure that you protect your peace at all times, at all costs. Because, you know, negative energy will find you. You know, negative energy will find you and it will disrupt your the very fabric, the very fiber of your being. So you can't allow for any of that shit to happen. And, and as human beings, we're all sensitive creatures to energy, yo. You know, a lot of people don't don't really um, take those things into account. But I'm telling y'all, it's very dangerous when you allow for people to um, to jeopardize that or to come in between, uh, you know, what you're trying to build for yourself. You know, especially if you have a family or if you have things going on, you can't allow for anybody or anything to come in and, uh, and disrupt that peace. For you. So, again, protect your peace at all costs, protect your energy at all costs, don't allow for anything or anyone to disrupt it. But it's definitely uh, something that you need to uh, to uphold and, uh, and 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 maintain throughout your life. Your period, you know. It's crazy. We kind of segued in that direction, but it's true. It's very true. And uh, the gym for me was one of those outlets um, that I that I I practiced every day. I got a little bench in the crib, you know, that I hit. But it's, it's not like when you're in the gym. When you're in the gym, it's a, it's a completely different universe. You got your you know your music in your ears. You're in an element. Of where you know people don't matter. It's just you, your music, and, and the weights, and you're just doing what you got to do, and you're in and out. I, I like to spend time. Everybody's there to do the exact routine. same thing. That's it, you know. And sometimes like you going to the fucking stuff. library. Same shit, same shit. You know what I'm saying? The, the library is very underrated too. I spent a lot of time in the library, you know, reading books, comics, and shit. Shout out to Skinny. You know, Skinny can definitely relate to that. Uh, it's crazy. Nope. I was I was at. Uh, you lost me. I never hung out in the library. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yo, it's crazy. I I, I was in um, the Dollarama, not maybe like two weeks ago, just buying some shit, and they had like all these crazy comics on sale. I'm like, the Dollarama has Marvel comics on sale. That's not just Dog. any, bro. Dog. Bro, come on! <laughs> Did you get those in the Dollarama too? Yo, those yeah, were gifted I, I, to me from someone who got those at the Dollarama, and they're like, "Bro, like, Yo, I, like, look, let me, let me, since skinny, since skinny, want to take? I got this one. Got this one from the Dollarama the other day. This was ill. Oh, you got hey, Infinity Gauntlet? What? With, with, with the with the Black Family, with the the yeah, man. 
Because that's all from war zones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all war there, zones and stuff. There you go. There you go. So, man, I, I, I love it. Yo, we have literally gone through all aspects. This this episode. Is, what is that? I'm gonna have to go get that. Soul Taker. Soul okay. Taker. Yeah, yeah. This that just sounds like X Men. One is that? Hold on, I know that cover of the X Men. That's uh, go through those shits. You have one this Wolverine. One. Yeah. This one that one's yeah. super hard. Yeah, it's the third one I'm looking at. I don't have that one. That one's super. Yes. Ooh. That's nice. You killed that. Frontlines. Yes, 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 yes. Frontlines is dope too. From Civil War. You know Civil what I War enjoyed Frontline. most about comic books growing up was so, the artwork. The what? The artwork and comic The artwork is hell. Oh, I got you for artwork. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Always in my thing. That's you. why I like comics so much because I used to do like graffiti and shit like that, right? And word. Comic books and whatnot are always, but I was never really like a good artist like that. But when it comes to letters and shit like that, I was dope. I got this is from the dollar store, and I was reading this, which you know, Joey. This is what I was reading to Lalandre yesterday. I introduced her to X Men at two seventy five. I might own that. Shouts to Strut because actually Strut gave me this, and this is like Jim Lee's first appearance. So I was legit like, you want to see where you came from? Okay, this is. This is who you is, and she was just like super attracted to that look. Secret invasion, yeah, man, that's gonna be hard. So yeah, these comics, the artwork is just like I love the artwork. It's just all I'm about this stuff. But you know, my daughter being named after an X Men, I gotta you know. That's good. Cool. Isn't isn't Lalandra um yeah uh, uh sister? sister? No, Lalandra oh. Banshee's sister. That's a Lalandra. No Banshee's sister. Banshee's sister is Xavier's was one of Xavier's girlfriends. In the Banshee's original. girl was one of Xavier's girlfriends. It was Moira McTaggart. Lelandra, Moira McTaggart. That's it. Lelandra uh, is from space, right? She's, she, she's with GR Empire. She's a magic Empire. Empire. There you GR go. Empire. Was the whole the name play is a whole like with wifey and my last name. I was just like, well, look, if I'm gonna go hard, let's go hard. So I'm just like, I'm a Robert. She's a Crevier. Lalandra, Empress of the CR Empire. That's crazy. Right? See what mom, you did there? Yeah. That's wow! exactly what I did there. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to ask you, how how in the fuck, for like all the dads out there and like, dudes mm. like that, how in the fuck did you convince your wifey to, like, yo, so we're going to name our daughter after an X-Men? Ain't no convincing. Just with that. But the way you put that shit together it was hard. right there was like, oh, yeah, shit, like. Yeah, get it. She, she was with it. She's just like, okay. She's just like, so we went with the uh, Lucienne, which is obviously family name, and then Clavier. So it's like we got LL, but then just the idea that it's like she's I'm very like I tell her every day, I'm like, you're gonna be a queen, you're gonna run these people, you're the empress. So when people want to know where you came from, you're from Shi'ar, which is simply our us. <laughs> she's the empress of the Shi'ar Empire, and that's she's always gonna know that. She's who knows what the world's gonna end up, but if X-Men movies come out in like, I don't know, in 20 years, they start doing Phoenix Saga again. Bet you, mark me, Mylani is gonna be Lilandra in them movies. Don't care. Ooh. Don't care. It's her name. You can't deny that. It's her name. <laughs> that shit's been put out into the universe. I need to link up with Chris Claremont like oh, yesterday and be like, oh. dog, that name that you made up, I want I put it on it gets everywhere. So yeah. We got a few names in the in the docket that are that are gonna like hit you, but yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's ill. That's yo, it's like diabolical. Like, yo, you were playing in this. Actually, wow. Yeah. 
Like you're having the baby, like I'm gonna plan this shit, and she's gonna be what look. I wouldn't even plan it like that, but it's honestly it's a hard name. No, yeah. don't take that. Just just let it it's yeah, just open it like it's crazy. Side I to you, my dude. Side I to you. I, yo, holding that name to the chest and not telling nobody was very hard because you know how girls be. What's your name? Oh, it starts with an L. Okay, it's from comics. Okay, is her name Lois? Nah. <laughs> what about Lana? Nah. It's a superhero. Okay, is it an X Man? Yeah. Are you gonna call her Rogue? Absolutely not. No, we're not calling her Rogue. <laughs> you have to go with something that sounds kind. Could be Gaelic. It could be West Indies. It could be like you know, but it's not. It's just it's a perfect mix. So yeah. That that's that you I can tell that a, a lot of thought and care went into that name just off the fact that he had that different combination of elements. Which makes me feel like a shitty just... father, like I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> like, names are great for your kids. You mean I'm not, I'm not saying like yo, my kids got bomb ass <laughs> names, like like we're Don't not that. saying that, but I did not put that much motherfucking thought into the situation by any means. Like there was not that much back when I was younger yeah. and I ran with a crowd that used to how do I put this without getting in trouble? Do things. Do things with the the automobile variable of the situation <laughs> locate them from one place to another. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So New Jersey was the number one place where this would happen. Oh. For a time being, I knew some people that were doing it and when they were doing it, here was on the top of the list. Hmm. So I was like, oh shit. So when I had a daughter throwing names around and I was throwing shit around like Free and Letitia. Like I was throwing the most Nick. Nope, not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it, but I wasn't. But we all know what I was going to say. Names out there, like whatever. And then <laughs> me and her mom has decided like, yeah, Jersey. I guess she had watched the Coyote Ugly movie and heard that on some real trailer park type vibe. Like, I drink it not because they pay me for it, because I like it. Yep. So, yeah, so we went with Jersey and it's cool. We've met a couple over the years, but when it came to Harlem's name, like, that was yeah. it. What... That's an ill name. Super ill name, man. There's so, there's so, many, there's so many things and ways that you can remix that. that. You know, every time I see him, I just call him Harlem Knight. Mm. You know, I always say, yo, Harlem Knight, what it do? You know, great movie. That's my guy right there. Great movie. No, nah, man, there was there was no real thought put into the name. It was more, so much just like, you know. Um, oh, there we I, go. I'm back. I'm I looked happy. up, and then, yeah, but yeah, finish what you were saying. For yeah, so, so when it came to, like, people knowing the name, when it came to Harlem, like, I had heard the game. Say Harlem Quran on an album, and mm. I heard that I was like, "Yo, that sounds like the hardest fucking name, like the hardest." That sounds like king shit. You know what I mean? Like that was on some other. And so I had that little moment of that, and then shout out to my homie who's no longer with us, like the homie Jesse. It was going to be Jesse James Wilson was going to be his my son's name mm. out of the my homie and the outlaw Jesse James and a bike builder. Because anybody knows me knows that I'm heavily into motorcycles. Yep. The chops yep. doesn't come from I like eating pork chops and shit. I don't do karate. I ride motherfucking <laughs> motorcycles with ape hangers and straight pipes. Like I'm that dude. That's where the chops comes from. So I was like, okay. And my father's middle name is Mackenzie. So I was like, Harlan Mackenzie. 
He's the Harlem Mac. Harlem Mac. Hey. Bow. Love that. Love that. Love that. So yeah, that, that was good. my my mental on that. It was like, yo, even if he's he's not, he's the coolest kid. But even if he was a goofy ass kid on some goofball shit, it's what's your name? I'm the Harlem Mac. It's over. No matter how goofy you are, you're still a G. Yeah. Yo, it's crazy. I, my uh, name's I, I remember in Harlem. I remember when Harlem first came to uh, to Sunnybrook, and you know he's just this little kid. He's had this little small ass voice. Little you know, shit. He, oh, he was a little shit. Little pudgy kid with a small ass voice. You know, you, you didn't know you wanted to play, and uh, he fit right in. And then I had the pleasure of watching this kid mature and grow. You know, four years in front of me, and um, you know he's got this. Bar tone in his voice now. He's got the braids going on and then throw from time to like now, you know, last year you're just walking around like the he's the big guy and the big dog, you know, defensive line MVP. He came a long way. He came a he came a really long way, your son did, man. You know what I'm saying? And I, I know mean, you I'm gotta push him in the right direction, like the tree right. went crooked. I took some tape and I wrapped it around that motherfucker. Like, oh, you go straight. It's time to grow it. You start going left, I poke it with a stick, go back this way. This is where we're at. Like, right. And I mean, but then keeping him a G, like when I got him his 52 chain, like the gold 52. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That that added an extra, like, yes, my son has a gold 52 pendant skinny. Like yeah, some cool. real hip hop shit. Like his his fucking football number. And when I got him that, it mentally it changed him like it you if you dress good you play good like is that is that what is that how it happens 100 percent that's hmm. that's what that's how it happens they all year that, that he, he rocks jewelry. that thing like that's his chain like it it gave him that sense of you're like yo this is my chain ain't nobody taking my chain yeah this is this is my shit right so it gives you a sense of security with that right so it gives you something to hold on to so yeah it totally changed I, I changed him with that. It was crazy. You know what? I wanna... You got that from his dad. So that's like yeah. an everlasting memory. He's never going to forget that shit. Straight up. He'll probably yeah. wear that for the rest of his life. Hey, and pass it down to his kid. If he, if he decides to play some sort of professional football and he can get the number 52, I know that on any given Sunday, not only two scoops, he would have ice cream reference. He'll be, I'll see that shit on like TV on like a Sunday, like you're hanging out of his fucking jersey. Like, I paid for that. <laughs> I gotta y'all. ask y'all actually, since we got we got like eight minutes. Um, I want to tell y'all, ask y'all real quick. Okay, first of all, so many football movies have come out since we've been teens and now. Um, what's your favorite? Your favorite football movie? Because I and I can name three. I can, I can answer name... that very quickly without even hesitating. Yeah, the program. I don't know that one. That's my favorite football movie. What were you trying to do? Lead me on? <laughs> I don't know Dude, that. That latter scene was wild, bro. Ooh, man, <laughs> Yo, where he jumps off the cliff, like at the motorcycle, and the girl, ah, like they took scenes out of that movie where they were laying in the middle of the road, right? Yo. Like laying in the middle, and the cars are blowing by them, like yo, that. That movie had so many different aspects of football. It was great. But yeah, I have to say the program was my favorite football movie. Sheesh. You know, for me, it was Any Given Sunday. I was going to ask uh, you because that's any, top. That, like, yeah. Any Given Sunday. 
and remember the Titans. I have I have love for both for different reasons. Uh, but any very given Sunday movies, but very is like one A, and then uh, remember the Titans is like one B. I like I love both those movies for different reasons. Yeah. But I, I I can't I can't choose which one is better. I just love both of them. I love the program too, but it doesn't have for me that stay power, like why I love the game. Because any given Sunday is like NFL-esque, and then you have Remember the Titans, which is more you as a kid when you see that movie. Because I just watched that movie with my entire football team. Like we went, we went to the movies. The Friday night before our game oh. with the whole squad. Right. Wow. So that's that that was like an everlasting memory. And it's like when you're when you're playing for the Mustangs and you're seeing that shit with your boys, it gives you that energy. The next day we whooped that team's ass, bro. Like, you I mean? bet like you did. Yo, bet we, you we did. went off. We went off strong side. Insert cheat code here. <laughs> yeah. And then and then any given Sunday, you have like Willie Beam and you know, and you, you see you see like how the pros are. It's just it was dope. Oliver Stone did a great job with that movie. LT and, scared uh, the hell out of me in that oh, movie. Oh, for sure, bro. LT was for scary, sure. yo. When Shark? <laughs> Shark? He was, oh. Dog, when he was in the steam room and he I was like, Oh, you're about to do something crazy. He was just sitting there mad chilling. I was like, This is scary as fuck. Like, why are you so villainous? <laughs> but he's not. He's I don't know. I don't know if you movie. I don't know if y'all knew. I don't know if y'all knew this. But there was a fight scene in the movie with uh, uh LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx. LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx. That was yeah. actually a real fight. Years later, Jamie Foxx was doing an interview and he spoke on that. Yo, LL really decked him. They actually but, used that. They but used Jamie that hit footage. him first. Jamie did hit him first. Jamie they, snuffed LL first. They were so into that, that scene. But they were already they already had a beef. The both of them oh. had a beef while they were filming the movie. For and the slapping energy, pads and shit. There you For go. Hello, Cool J slapping pads and shit. Yeah, I heard that. It, it 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 segued into that scene, and they were both still carrying that animosity towards each other. So that brought out more in the scene. And that fight that was recorded was actually a real fight. Jeez. It happened for real. And Oliver Stone kept he kept that cut. They were supposed to cut it. But they ended up filming it and ended up edit, <laughs> editing it out. And Jamie Foxx and LL both admitted, you know, that was a real fight between those guys. They, they carried so much angst towards each other while they were filming. That's that's what happens though when you, you kind of mesh up two alpha males, you know, in in together with that shit. And it's crazy because just to kind of kind of segue off that for just a second. They were supposed to make another Fast and the Furious. That has nothing to do with the football movies, but they're supposed to make another Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The mm -hmm. Rock, and um, Vin and Vin. Uh, what's his name? And Vin, Vin Diesel. They had a beef too, and yep. you wanted him to come back and make another movie, but they had a beef that was happening during the production of the last Fast and the Furious. This is the one before him and Jason Statham made the I think the spinoff. Yeah. And then Vin Diesel tried to. To arm him into making the sequel to end it all, using yeah. the kids and everything like that, and then Dwayne Johnson's like the Rock's like, "Yo, fuck you, I'm not fucking doing no." no yeah, he brought up Homeboy. He brought up the dude that passed, and the Rock was like, "Listen, like, yeah, like the Rock was like, listen, I told that you was I was kinda, that was kind of whack, though." 
yeah, he's like, I told you I was going to come back, Groot. So uh, this ain't going to happen. <laughs> and yeah, Ben tried, but, you know. But yo, for me personally, it's any given that's Sunday. What, that's Hollywood, man. And Gridiron Gang. Oh, fuck. Completely forgot about that Ooh. one, too. Gridiron Gang's my joint. Shit. Funny that you said that's The Rock, crazy, too. Because... The, Rock, the, Rock, the Rock is a star, right? He's the coach. And that's actually a true story. That's actually yep. a true. They based it on a true story, movie based on a true story. So yeah, man, that that was actually an ill one too. Fuck, I didn't even I didn't even think about the gridiron. I stumbled I on that movie. And, and you you remind Sean was his name in that movie. Yes, you remind me a lot of him and your coaching senses of like when I you like trust the process. Yeah. I was like cool, and the way you come out, I was like yo. Where he does that scene where he just fully dressed up in equipment and tells the kid, like, I want to see how good you are. Knock me on my ass. I totally see you putting on shoulder pads and a helmet. Like, yo, show me how good you it. are and fucking smoke me. Like, I totally <laughs> I see that, it. right? It's crazy. I I, I, uh, I work with my nephew right now in the wintertime. And he's like a you know, You know my nephew. He used to come around to the practices towards the end. And he's like seven years old. And he's like, tackle me, uncle, tackle me. And I'll just go and I'll truck the shit out of him. <laughs> he goes You go learn today. He said, bro, that's exactly what yo, he tries tackling. He's like, I'm like, all right, you come tackle me. And I sniff on the shit out of him. And he goes flying. <laughs> but he, he fucking loves that shit, though. I mean, see, that's awesome. how I knew Harlem was going to be good at football. That's because I did the same thing with him as a kid. I'm like, I'm not worried about you getting banged around. Because, like, I played with you, like. Okay, you want? To, oh, you can! Like you got it. Like you're you're a little kid. Like it's fine. You, your bones are rubbery and shit. Like you're good to go. Like, don't worry, buddy. You're all right. Bones so, are. So yeah. Rubbery. So that's why I know your nephew is going to be great at the sport because physical contact is not going to be a problem for him. Man, H, thank you so much for joining us. No, man. for sure. He, he's got a screw loose, man. He's going to be all right. We hundred percent, man. I appreciate y'all for having me on. We can't go no further than that. <laughs> we don't touched on every. I can't even say everything sure. because because we spoke about. All right, I'm gonna go up. Here we go. Yo, we spoke about you going to Italy, dog. We spoke about you going to Poland, <laughs> Germany. Yep. Fucking oh, we spoke about Onyx. We spoke Get about em. peoples. We yo the albums. Sit the eleven studio albums. People like coaching fucking football teams. But overall, if I could give yo. And I mean no disrespect. I mean nothing but love and flowers. If I can get motherfucking nigga of the year award, bro, you are my nigga of the year, homie. Like, respect, I mean that. And all the king fashion, like 100%. I'm so glad that you came on this episode today, bro. An hour and 30 minutes. I would rather have spent nowhere fucking else but right here doing this. Fantastic. I got nothing else to say. Tell them where to read you, H. Yo, right now, I'm going to be honest, I'm no longer on social media. Uh, I decided to take a little break off of it. Too much crazy shit going on right now. It's really fucking with the homie. Um, so I have to pull, I'm pulled, I'm pulled out of the social media universe. Right. I get you on Twitter every now and then. I'll nah, pull you out of, nah. I get you. I maybe, there you go. I was just about to segue to that, but I am on Twitter. Uh, I came off of IG. I, I'm not on Facebook. You won't find me there, but if you want. H the man on Twitter. I'm always dropping something every now and then, spontaneous thoughts. I mean, today I watched uh, a bit of football. You know, I've been a little bit uh, in a funk. Today, actually, I appreciate you, Chops, and Skinny for having me on. Um, you know, just to keep it real, been going through some shit. 
and coming on here really got my 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 energy up. So I appreciate y'all for having me. I on. heard when I spoke uh, to you earlier. You that's so I was like, yo, when I get him on here, I'm gonna get his mind and I'm gonna help him with get right. Like it's good. I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for taking the time to you know to to kind of revive that energy. Uh, that's I mean, been so they can't find bit. you on Real Talk Sports no more. Real Talk Sports is definitely there. Make sure y'all lock in next week. There you go. My homie, Chopper Style, going to be back episode two uh, this Wednesday. So make sure y'all lock in. You can find us on YouTube, all capital letters, official Real Talk Sports. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, like I said, on Twitter, I'm on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash hdemand. You can reach me there about random thoughts. I'm always talking shit. Uh, actually, I was just attacked by the Twitterverse, the trolls of Christmas land. Because I didn't know that Vincent D'Onofrio was uh, Ed the Bug from Men in Black. I didn't know I, that uh, either. Don't feel bad. I, I, it was it was crazy, and I had all these trolls coming at me, talking to me about. I have Twitter at my Google at my fingertips, and I didn't Google. I just did not know, and I sarcastically just said, "Shit, that can't can't be Vincent D'Onofrio. Just a small role for such a guy who is just epic. He's an epic actor. So yeah. I really just did not know it was Ed the Bug." And I had the trolls of Christmas land just literally come from my throat. <laughs> Such <laughs> a they, love it. They, they did not uh, appreciate me not knowing. So, hey, like I said, Twitter again, dot com slash man. You can catch me on uh, Real Talk Sports every Wednesday. Joey Chops again will be there this week. We'll be chopping up about sports, everything that went down in the NFL playoffs. Skinny, we'd love to have you uh, on as well as a guest. I know you're right now on your pat leave, so continue to enjoy yourself. Uh, salute to you. Congratulations again on Baby Girl and the family. Mm. You're awesome in many ways. We got to get this new project out ASAP. Yeah. need to get Dr. J. Red. He's got to be the next guest on Chop Vision. Okay, call him right now. Happen. You call him out right now because we've got, been trying to get him. I, trying I, to get him. I got you. I got you. I will make that, make that happen for y'all. This week, I don't know if y'all already have a guest plan, but Dr. J, in the very near future, he's got to be on this shit because he's got so much to tell you guys and really just an awesome individual. And I'd love to see him on the pod. But I appreciate y'all again uh, for everything, all the support over the years, you know, all the the, the the inspiration, even for right now. Like I said, I'm going through it, but I I, I'm, I had a great time here today with y'all. And I appreciate y'all for, for giving me the, the platform to be able to express myself and talk about uh, some of the history behind not only the music but the creation of uh, who I am today. The so, legacy. Very Appreciate y'all. Legacy. Respect, man. No problem. Chop Vision episode thirty-five, y'all. We did that. We're around. We'll be back next week. And you know, we're just gonna leave it off with this. H might know this one. Oh yes, sir. This is this is this is what's gonna come because when you did this. I'm like, he's not done. You're not done. You're not done. Hey. We'll see y'all next week. Appreciate you, Skinny.